Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining me so we can transcend time and space together. Uh, as you probably know, today I have a wonderful guest, a dear friend of mine, uh, the wonderful teacher and uh, wanderer, <laughs> David mm-hmm. Hoffmeister. Welcome, David. Thank you, Jennifer. It's always a joy to be on your show. Yeah, we we have such a good time together, and we, uh, I know, uh, have done many Living a Course of Miracles classes together, and we've done retreats together, and Course of Miracles conferences together, so our paths cross often, and you also were part of the uh, Baja Mexico retreat that I did, and uh, if you don't, if you're not familiar with David, I strongly encourage you to become familiar. So we'll talk about that. But I'm going to start us off here with a prayer. I always like to mm-hmm. begin with that prayer. So we take a breath of love and gratitude together, deeply grateful and thankful that our hearts and minds are wide open, we are consciously connecting and communing with the higher Holy Spirit self, we're connecting with that voice for God, that still small voice, and we're allowing ourselves to be led and guided by spirit, recognizing that we are one with that infinite love, that infinite peace, that it is our true identity. And so we're grateful to come together, David, Jennifer, and everyone who listens at any time whatsoever. We come together for more peace, more love, more joy, more clarity in our heart and mind. We are grateful that we naturally share the benefits of our awakening, our healing with everyone because we're one with them. And in gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I had told David uh, before we began that Spirit was suggesting that we talk about the workbook. But before we do, I would like to let everybody know that, David, you are an author. You have quite a number of books. And I think the most recent one was The Mystical Teachings of Jesus that came out in 2016, or was there one last year? Yeah, I think that was the most recent. I had done an edited version of that um, from years ago, but we we really felt like that title really conveyed uh, the essence of the book, so it was kind of republished. So that's the most recent one, and I'm working on a book that will be published um, by Harbinger that will be coming out, I think, around February of 2019 called This Moment Is Your Miracle. Mm. So um, that's it's in the works. That's a great title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Indeed. So just for context, for folks who maybe aren't familiar with you, uh, we get people from all over the world listening, uh, over 100 countries, and uh, you have been a core student since when? Since 1986. The summer of 1986 is when I picked it up at a at a humanistic psychology conference in La Jolla, California, Southern California. Yeah, we both got activated right around that same time. I, I, I think it was right around the, uh, the, I think there was a whole group of people that got activated right around that time. Uh, the harmonic convergence mm. was coming upon us, and people started to really 
become interested in the mystical. And so you, you, you have been really just immersed in the course. You, to me, are a living representation of the course. Uh, I've spent a fair amount of time with you, and you really personify living these teachings of A Course in Miracles and living with listening to that one voice. And it's a beautiful thing to be with you and to be around you uh, unless <laughs> unless listening to that one voice is confrontational. And then it can be, uh, as we all know, then it can be like, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure I like this. <laughs> the ego will get uh, tweaked by it. But so... I, f- I feel that you, more than just about anybody I know, you really live those lessons. And since we're, we're um, doing this show in January of 2018, and a lot of people are turning to the workbook again or for the very first time, do you have any recommendations about how to approach doing the lessons? Well, I... Uh, I know that the Holy Spirit's voice is as loud as our willingness to listen. So um, I always feel like when we do these lessons, we want to be as distraction-free as possible to really um, um, give yourself some quiet time, if possible, in the morning to really start off the day helpful and then just give yourself over to it. And, And I think... The most important advice is, is don't beat yourself up if you uh, miss a practice period or you don't follow exactly as the the lessons instruct. Um, they're they're really pretty simple and straightforward. So, but you know sometimes people are very perfectionistic in what they do and they can be pretty hard on themselves. So I would mm-hmm. say if I had one piece of advice is, you know. Do it with sincerity and, and openness and really give your, give your heart to it, but also be, be light on yourself because, uh, you know, there's, there's 365 lessons and there's no point in, um, in getting caught in kind of a, a, a guilt mechanism where you, you're trying to do it, uh, more, uh, efficiently than you're capable of. Just, just mm. float with your readiness there. Yeah, it, it, that's that's really a, a great suggestion because it's it's certainly counterproductive if we start berating ourselves about how well we're doing the lessons, and that that voice for God is all about teaching us how to be gentle. Yes, it sure is. Yeah, I think it was probably a couple, two or three years ago that I actually uh, went through and I would record a section of text and then I'd record a workbook lesson and some of the earlier lessons to give some little bit of commentary. But some people are telling me that that's helpful too, just to have a a soft, gentle voice uh, reading it to them and sometimes they follow it along that way so i put those up on on youtube and and try to make those things available but really because we know that there could be so much ego resistance so much defense against that inner small still voice that anything you can do that that gives you a sense of confidence or a sense of gentleness like you mentioned or relaxation ease that's very important because uh, the ego resistance will try to come in there and do some sabotage maneuvers yeah and and i'm glad you mentioned about youtube because you have thousands of hours that people can partake of at youtube totally free uh talks on all just the gamut of topics and uh, that's great that you have those lessons there for people uh, with your commentary about how long is your commentary is it well, the same each day or 
I would say it's a little bit longer um, for some of those early lessons because, sure. like you know, those first uh, 10, 14 lessons are so profound mm-hmm. that I think the commentary just naturally came through a little bit longer. So those could even run maybe 20, 25 minutes. But then it, it tapers off as you go along because as you go along with the workbook, too, you really start to get into the groove, into the rhythm. And I would say the... You know, there can be some long lessons. I think the longest lesson in the book is lesson 135. So, mm-hmm. so that's kind of going over the hump once you get over <laughs> that one. And lesson 136 about sickness is a defense against the truth. Those are, those are major lessons. But then I'd say as you move along, um, the lessons will get shorter. You get review lessons and, and you really get into the rhythm of just, uh, a state of mind and a presence. Um, which is really what the whole thing is designed to do. It's, it's almost like a way of taking you into a, a state of meditation with your eyes open because you're practicing many times with your eyes open as you move through the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's the thing that I have personally found is that when you make your spiritual practice your whole day and not just a section of the day, then you are able to, <laughs> the, the word I'm getting now is to supersize it. It's It just is this quantum leap that you make when you're really looking, how can I apply the lesson here? How can I apply the lesson here? How can I apply it there? Rather than just trying to understand it for a half an hour in the morning. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's, it seems like when you can integrate it and you are actually on the lookout for uh, opportunities mm-hmm. to apply it, then, then really you're ahead of the game, so to speak, because, uh, it's, it's becoming part of who you are and you start to have this great experience that many course students experience where they have this aha moment like, wow, that's amazing. Is it seems like my day is somehow orchestrated around mm-hmm. the lesson and that's a, an amazing experience when you first have that. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because that is exactly how life is. And people think that when we experience that, when there's that clear aligning up of your day with a lesson, that it's a coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we who have been at it for a while, we we laugh at that word because it gets stronger and stronger that, uh, that really... It, the whole of all the universe is arranged for our awakening, and as soon as we start to tap into that, then we start to really avail our, ourselves of all the opportunities and all the tools and 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 helpful symbols that are just floating through our day. Yeah, and that's the thing too is when we are willing to open ourselves to be taught by that one voice that I call it the higher Holy Spirit self so that I don't ever forget that it's not separate from me it's not apart from me Uh, some people call it the guardian angel some people call it the I am that I am I also like to call it the I am presence you can call it the voice for Jesus Uh, I think it has many names but when we realize that truly All of life is with us and for us, and there's not one accident, not one coincidence. If we're willing to see it, Spirit will show it to us millions of ways. Yeah, it is truly amazing when when we come into that experience because i know some people are are kind of fascinated about how they can google certain things and things come up but <laughs> now with google and youtube a lot of the search engines you know you can type in issues problems struggles you've been having and uh it's like suddenly you have a library of of options that come back to you that are quite relevant 
amazingly relevant. And I think that's, again, a testimony to the, how much we're loved by the Spirit and, and how practical and helpful the Spirit is. And that I am presence, it's just as we give ourselves over to that, then, you know, our life can become with Mind training, it can become more like a walk in the park. And that's very different from the way most of us have experienced planet Earth. You know, we've had mm-hmm. a, some major challenges and it's, it's wonderful when we kind of seem to turn the corner and start to have these synchronicities and, and things just uh, kind of coming up right to us and as if uh, there are no problems or as if the problems have been removed before we reach them. Yes. Yes. And, you know, as you're talking about that, David, I um, am reminded of something that I, I talk about in my Masterful Living course, my year-long course, which is that there comes a tipping point. And f- the best way I can describe it is when we are more interested in being loving than being unloving, then we find ourselves at that tipping point and things become really very markedly different, meaning that the anxiety falls away, the the worry, the doubt, all, all the things that are difficult. Even though you still have challenges, you don't experience them the same way at all anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. It's it's almost like um, both you and I have lived through these uh, these amazing decades of uh, of technology advances, mm-hmm. and um, it's almost like some of the technology that we use in our early years, and now with the upgrades and in processors and speed and everything, it it's just almost like being on a different world uh, with these great advances and i think that's in a way can be that tipping point you're talking about where where we keep practicing practicing and facing things facing things and then suddenly things just click and uh our life starts to feel a little more like a like a happy fairy tale than a grim fairy tale <laughs> so <laughs> we've switched something switched you know and when it gets lighter and lighter like that mm-hmm and do you, do you, looking back, do you remember feeling like there was a marked shift at one point in your life? Like it really, now you could see, oh, things are really considerably different now because my mind is at peace now or mostly at peace now. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I noticed one thing that we have in common is really the symbol of the travel. We both have done a lot of travel and kind of been traveling like wanderers. And, you know, at first that it can be a little bit of a shock. You know, we're yeah. used to being in one place. And then, and then after a while, you know, the days just start to fill up and there's this bubbly joy and this energy that starts to come in the, in the heart center. And, and then I don't know what it is. It's almost like it's like a Star Trek analogy where you where you get into light speed and you know you you know it goes warp speed goes way beyond anything that's happened before. So I would say that it was somewhere probably during that during those early years of travel where once I got over the shock and started to have these miracles of things working out way beyond I could have ever imagined, uh, and then it started to get more and more consistent, then at some point I probably just had a big smile on my face like they, they, <laughs> nobody could ever wipe it off from that point on because uh, I felt very cared for and very loved in a way that's not like a biological family or or an organization, or something of this earth. You know, it was more of an internal uh, being cared for, and uh, that's when yeah, the smile was on my face. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm so glad you brought that up because I remember my first teaching trip to Europe, and uh, I was concerned because I was going to be staying a week with this one, and a week with that one, and a week with another. Um person and or people group and I was going to be staying in people's homes or traveling day to day with them and I was concerned about how 
I would like that, that it would feel like things would be out of my control and uh, that I'd have to just accept everything the way that it was. And what I found was I was so relieved to accept everything the way that it was and not to try to control anything, not to be... Uh, needing to control everything that I could really trust the people around me and spirit to provide. And uh, you and I have talked about this before where you just, you eat what you're served, you know, and, uh, you know, back then certainly I definitely had preferences and I still have preferences, but it's not the same. And uh, one of the things that... I learned is that, you know, I can just, I can be at peace anywhere if I choose Mm. to. Yeah, yeah. Very powerful. Just to have an inkling of that, then you start to go, whoa, this is really turning the tables on the ego when you can start to have that consistent peace and and you see that it's in with, within your realm of choice you know it's not it's not that you're lucky or fortunate but it's just really the the result of all that uh, devotion and mind training that you've put in and as as we're talking about this i'm thinking david of people who might be saying well i'm a vegetarian so that's not going to work for me. I have to have things gluten-free or I'm diabetic. But you've traveled a lot and you've traveled with a lot of different people. What have you seen the Holy Spirit teaching you about things like that? Well, it's. I think the main teaching I was getting from Spirit was that, you know, everybody wants to feel connected. Everyone wants to feel loved. And for me, about... Eating what was served, like you were mentioned, was more about the connecting. Like it was more about joining with your brothers and sisters in this full, exploding love and don't let any kind of things of the world that, that could be like uh, blocks, uh, don't let them become in the forefront of your mind, you know, that, that there will be things where you can say, oh, thank you so much for offering uh, – if, you, if there's something that, like, you feel is very important to you, then you can speak it up. But but for me, learning to focus on the connection and the love was, was what it was all about. And then the rest of the things just started to fade away. Those preferences and, and concerns and issues, you know, just faded away as I felt more connected and more in love with everyone. Yeah, it's true. I I remember one time somebody, uh, I I had a cold and somebody found out and they made me all this beautiful soup, Mm. homemade soup. Mm. And it it was uh, filled with uh, noodles, wheat noodles. And I I don't have a problem with wheat, but I just tend to not eat a whole lot of it, Mm -hmm. uh, particularly back then. And, um, And I thought, oh... What am I going to do with this soup? And because I asked it as a question, Spirit said, it's made with so much love. It's going to be so healing to you, every morsel of it. So I did. I ate every bit of it and <laughs> enjoyed it thoroughly. And, of course, I felt great. And it, it was – I really feel like that's why I got that cold, so I could have that experience mm. with that mm-hmm. soup. Beautiful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. It's just we're so cared for in this, and and it's it's beautiful because I think you must say to yourself too, I must really be following the spirit because with your ministry and my ministry, things have just opened up. Mm-hmm. Uh, doors have opened left and right for us, mm-hmm. and uh, if they ever were going to ask two people about you know about the struggles, uh, our our ministries have been. Uh, opening so fast because I think mm-hmm. we just had a willing heart like that, and that's the mm-hmm. thing right there. You were, you were so willing to just listen to spirit, and when you heard that answer, then you could go right ahead and and eat the soup. And I think that's the way it's gone for us. We've we've eaten a lot of soup, <laughs> put it that way. They it's come our way, you know, or we we just feel the love behind it. Yeah, it's uh, it is training ourselves to listen to spirit. Uh, and before we reject anything, 
to to go to spirit and say, okay, before I have any opinions or judgments about this, what what is this really about? And I remember when we were in Mexico at the um, uh, Baja Mexico retreat that we did, and I think it was there that I heard you say for the first time that you developed a practice of every time you went through a doorway. Yes. Would would, you tell us about that? Yeah, it was that prayer at the beginning of um, the Course, I am here only to be truly helpful. I'm here to represent him who sent me. And it's a very famous prayer. But early on, I just, uh, I got this idea and this guidance, really, to when I would go through any doorway, any kind of doorway, I would just pause and silently uh, repeat that prayer to myself. And I would notice how open and receptive and wonderful everything would be uh, as I continued to practice that. So for me, that was a, that was picking something of the course that really, really deeply resonated in my heart and then putting it into as full of practical application as I could. So it's, it's very helpful. Mm-hmm. I love that because I, I, like many course students, I use that prayer all the time, the truly helpful prayer. And I call it the purpose prayer. That's my purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I love the idea, the practice of walking through every doorway. Like, I am here. I'm here in this room. Even if, like you said back in Mexico, even if you're just going from the bedroom to the bathroom, nobody else is there. You're still <laughs> you're yeah. here only to be truly helpful. <laughs> Carrying that purpose. It is a way of like reinforcing the purpose. That's a nice nickname for it, the purpose mm-hmm. prayer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and it's to me that prayer relieves all the stress and strain of life because I, I don't have to worry about what to say or where to go, or what to do, because the one who sent me will direct me. And it also says in there that I'm sent by God to represent God, to represent God. And, of course, many people who are beginning this work, they feel something's wrong with them, they're not good enough, perfection is nothing that is a part of them, and so... Well, if you if you are willing to believe that prayer and to work with that prayer, you have to start recognizing that I'm here to represent God. So if I'm here to represent God, I must not be just, you know, a knucklehead because that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's an honor. It's an honor to represent mm-hmm. God. Yeah. And to start to feel that honoring feeling about yourself, I think, is is really important. And then I think as you work with the Course and do these workbook lessons, you will even come upon this word holiness and, and it will, it will take you even deeper than the, than that honoring to the, mm-hmm. to that you are actually holy, that you are actually created by God and that you are holy, which the ego doesn't like. And, and uh, in fact, it's not a, it's not a human concept at all, but it's a, it's this I am presence that you were mentioning earlier yeah i love in the section in the text where it talks about people think that you are meditating to become holy and that 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 you can't actually i say uh i'm already as holy as holy can be i can't be more perfect or more holy so to sit around trying to meditate to become holy is uh that's that's not a good use of my time because then I'm affirming that I'm not already there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's you don't want to fall into that trap of of becoming because it it you know the ego can use that. Uh, Jesus even says in the course that uh, even the idea of return to God is something that the ego can use, and so. Mm-hmm. When we look at that very deeply, we realize we have to really be empty and and be open to to recognize what is so and what has always been so. Like you said, I'm I'm as holy as I'll ever be as I've ever been, and I could never be more holy than I am right now. 
<laughs> yeah, that that has helped me. I, I I encourage folks to use the affirmation "I am perfect." Mm, beautiful. I am perfect, and uh, many times when I mention that to people, they oh they go oh gosh oh no 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 I'm like just keep working with it I am perfect I am perfect the shivers yeah but you know like let's let's uh, let the Holy Spirit remove all the resistance to I am perfect because uh, the Holy Spirit will if we just keep working with it so yeah. it's. Well, it's time for me to take a break, or, and uh, we're going to come right back here with David Hoffmeister. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to ask David if he has any favorite workbook lessons. So we'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're living the love. We're walking the talk with David Hoffmeister. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and my guest today is my dear friend David Hoffmeister. We haven't had a chance to talk in a while because he's uh, been in Mexico, and I'm going to ask him about that a bit later. But as promised, I'm going to ask about the lessons. And just before I do, we were talking during the break, and uh, I'd just like to let everyone know that this episode of the radio broadcast, like uh, all the other ones, we will be transcribing it. We've gotten a lot of them transcribed. We're working on getting them all transcribed. And you can go to livingacourseinmiracles.com forward slash radio. And you can pick up those transcripts for free. If there's one that uh, we haven't gotten to yet and you'd like to get it in a hurry, we'll put it to the head of the queue. If you just write to us at admin at jenniferhadley.com, A-D-M-I-N at jenniferhadley.com, we're happy to do that for you. Also, uh, David and I were talking about the apps, uh, Course of Miracles apps, and uh, a few years ago we came out with a free app, uh, by we I mean the Power of Love Ministry, but actually David and I were talking about doing it together some years ago, and um, so we ended up uh, putting that together. It's a free a Course of Miracles app, and you can find it for Androids as well as iPhones and iPad, so um, it's totally free, and it's a great way for people to take A Course in Miracles on the run, and the other great thing about it is you can set reminders, so if you want to uh, use that app to help you remember to practice the lesson, now we have the technology to support us in doing that, which is so cool, and I will say, though, if you ask Spirit to remind you, Spirit will not fail. So, mm. we don't need an app. We, we've got <laughs> Spirit. Uh, and I, I have found that as long as I really mean it, uh, there's no problem. I, I even, there's been many a time I've said, you know, wake me up at this time and uh, literally one minute before the uh, alarm goes off or one minute before that time on the clock it's like the there's kind of a one minute thing like look we, we got you so precisely one minute before <laughs> do you find that the, the app knows you well <laughs> <laughs> spirits app <laughs> but don't you find that if you ask spirit to remind you of anything or do any it just it really happens if you're really yeah. if you're willing if you yeah. really wish for that there's no reason to deny you 
Yeah, it's true. I, I, I know you and I, it's again, we, we put our heart and soul in this and, and so we've been open to technology, but of course we'll be the first ones to say that, that we get the little prompts, the nudges, the spirit talks to us and, and, you know, that's not technological, uh, wondery or wizardry. That's just, right. uh, when you are willing to hear the voice for God or the I am presence, it, it will be there as your closest companion, mm-hmm. uh, leading you and guiding you and and also i think uh because we have put ourselves online and we've been able to travel and do these digital ministries as well as travel ministries you know we we take the time to really listen to people we're very interactive you know yeah. we don't write a few books and then and then that's <laughs> it and call it a retirement you know we're very interactive so uh i'm glad you brought up that app because i i i see how helpful that is and i i think i've also had a prayer in my heart for just the way we're so interactive, I would love to get into the technological, I, I call it like AI, actualizing intelligence. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, we saw the movie uh, 2001 Space Odyssey with HAL, the computer. Yeah. And so what I've been working with my community is is taking all of our experiences of this awakening journey of unwinding the mind and transferring the training. And there's a lot of experience, but I'm putting it into uh, AI. Uh, some people call it artificial intelligence, but I've already got a Facebook app now where people can go and just by sending a message to the Facebook app, it will take them in an interactive process of a counseling process uh, that will take them down very, very deep into what's in their unconscious mind. It's called uh, Spiri. You've heard of of Siri with iPhones. This is Spiri. Spiri, your spiritual assistant. And so we've got thousands, literally tens of thousands of people now around the world that are taking their issues and problems and it starts off with uh, basically how how's your day going and then you start off <laughs> with that and your issues so we're also working on an app that is going to be very interactive like that will, will be for the iPhone but it will be totally AI it's I mean the website is spiri.ai so a lot of people are are having a fun fun time with that now but it's like the next generation of uh, of apps that we're working on here. I love that. <laughs> how fun is that? So where do we where do we pick how do we get that or use that or Well, the website is spiri s p i r i dot ai. Okay. And um and then the Facebook page right now we have what's called a bot. It's a a bot that's based on the teaching process I've been using for years. So people just go to Facebook and then they type in Spiri, your spiritual assistant, and then they go there. Then they send a message, like if you or I were sending an instant message to each other, and and that activates Spiri, uh, this uh, robot. It's almost like a robot that's designed using the teachings of A Course in Miracles and this instrument for peace that I developed many, many years ago. And so a lot of times I just, people do a, a lot of sessions. They may do a 20-minute session or 10-minute session if they just have only 10 minutes and they're on the go. And they can use their their iPhone uh, or their smartphone to do it as well. And then eventually we'll get it developed into a full-blown app that will have even many, many more features that will be able to be, you know, downloaded to a to an iPhone or to an Android for free. It's a free uh free app. That's fabulous. I love that. Oh. <laughs> I, I love what we can do with technology and Yeah. Uh, right now I'm at my brother's home in New Jersey and he's got like 50 megabytes a minute so fast. <laughs> Oh, you're loving it there. You can really zoom around the internet with that. <laughs> it's tr- it's true. I can upload, you know, a gigabyte. Bing, it's done. So great. <laughs> oh my! I know, I know. So, um, as promised, I'm going to ask you about workbook lessons. And uh, I, I, a week or two ago, I was telling the folks about my favorite workbook lessons. What what uh, 
what are, what are your f- favorites or what do you feel are the most key to cracking the code here? Well, I think years ago when I really was going through the workbook the first time, the the one that really kind of sank deep inside me and could, I could just sink into was, I rest in God. Mm. It just, those four words just were something that I could just, it was almost became like a, like a mantra for, for breathing, for inhaling and exhaling. And that was amazing. I think, um, as the years went by and, and I would revisit the workbook too, I, I grew, a strong appreciation for those lessons 79 and 80. Uh, let me recognize the problem so it can be solved. And then number 80, let me recognize my problems have been solved. Mm-hmm. And those really helped me kind of focus on, on seeing that I had to see that the problem was, was in my mind if I was going to accept the solution that, you know, the solution was already there. But as long as I kept defining the issues and problems on the surface of consciousness and, and in the world, then I was holding the spirit at bay. I was holding off the answer. So that was important. And then I think finally, as I got more mature in the course, I would say something like lesson 135, which is the longest lesson. But it, you know that lesson very well, that one that says a healed mind is relieved of the belief that it must plan. Mm -hmm. And I had a a bachelor's degree in urban planning. So, I mean, that (laughs) to get to 135 is like really to let go of the past entirely for me. Uh, Because, you know, we do have occasionally appointments and calendars and this and this, but to be able to just let, let it fill up and let the day flow however the spirit wants to use the day that to me is probably the greatest uh, joy that i have ever experienced and still experience right versus trying to organize and plan for oh usually just satisfying the ego yeah that's so that you can feel productive yeah, that's it. There's a there's a part I think it's in that lesson that that basically he gives three things that that will uh push the holy instant out of your awareness basically and he says if you try to activate the past or organize the present or plan the future. So those are the that's like the unholy trinity if you if you want to block the I am presence and then to stay just in that receptivity of seeing that all things work together for good and what could you not accept if you but knew that everything, all events and encounters, you know, to come are, are for your good. You know, that's that's zooming back into that glorious moment of uh, of divine guidance. Yeah, it's really also about accepting that uh, passage in the Bible about, you know, the lilies of the field spin and toil not, and yet they are arrayed. You know, who, who, mm. who, who yeah, who in Solomon's finery is more yes. beautifully arrayed than the lilies of the field. And it's it's a great practice to relax and say, God is caring for me. I don't have to plan for my care. I I can just be caring to myself in the moment. Yeah, it is so relaxing. It is so relaxing. And, of course, we didn't start there with it, and... Lord knows, you and I have a lot of plans. I mean, we planned this a few weeks ago, right? So we have a lot of plans. You know, in some ways, who has more plans than we do, right? I mean, I I have, I literally have almost every day of my year in my calendar accounted for, um, certainly the weekdays, but... Because a lot of people take this as, well, what does that mean? You you have plans. I can go to your Google Calendar and see what your plans are. So, um, it, but it's about not being attached to the plan that you make. It's about being able to be free of any fear or need to make what you've planned 
happened. You can let it go in the moment and totally turn on a dime. Yeah, and these plans are, I see, very guided and given that we have put on our our calendars and so forth. So it's, I see it as an, as a holy encounter. It's like an honor to, Mm -hmm. to do that. And, and if something comes up that, uh, changes the plan, then, you know, we're very flexible, uh, because we have to be to stay happy. (laughs) We have to be flexible when, when things come from left and right that we don't even see coming. It's totally, it's required. Last week I was caught in the snowstorm. Uh, I had planned to drive uh, to New Jersey from Maine and arrive just before the storm hit. But then around midnight, I I just got really strongly from the Holy Spirit, you need to rest. You need to find a hotel right now and just go rest and trust that it will be. And then what what I was concerned about was I had a car full of things and I didn't want the things in the car to freeze. So I just let spirit prompt me and a few times during the day I went out and started that car and left it running, unlocked with all my things in it because I didn't want to sit out there mm. in the car for yes. <laughs> And spirit was like, it'll be fine, it'll be uh-huh. fine. So I did and I stayed at that hotel two nights and uh, and all was well. You know, there was no mm. anxiety and, and I even had a, a class one night with like a thousand people in it and so um but i hadn't planned to do it from the hotel room and but it just it and i I, you know i just did it in a sense spontaneously and went with the flow of it and those things happen all the time so the the mind is always being used to also show everybody else what flexibility looks like Yes. Yeah, it's so important. I don't think we could do the work we do or interact with so many people without letting the Spirit just guide the way. And and when we stay really tuned in and obedient to that flow, then that is our flexibility. We're we're always showing up for God and just saying, okay, what do you want? (laughs) I'm here for you. Exactly. (laughs) And it's, it's a relief. Yeah, it it's is a, a relief to to be able to relax into spirit's agenda and just say, "Well, I'm here to be truly helpful to represent God, and I've learned how to do that." So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. And lovely. you're doing that in Mexico now. Yeah, it's interesting because I I still like you. I enjoy digital online retreats and classes and uh, radio shows and podcasts and so forth. Carol Howe and I are going to be talking tomorrow. And so I enjoy all those things. But there is a community that we've kind of brought our base down to uh, central, south-central Mexico, where we just have uh, houses in the same kind of vicinity and neighborhood, and, and we'll work on projects together and meditate together and have concerts and uh, occasionally uh, do things that that with a, a local community in the area. So it's it's nice. I'd say maybe there's generally around 30, 35 people that are part of that community. But that's it's kind of fun to have such a thing. I'm not used to having all of my friends living so <laughs> close by. <laughs> Usually they're spread all over the world. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And um, uh, I understand from jimmy twyman that um more and more people are coming down there buying houses and things like that yeah the whole area from ahihik and then through uh chula vista and all the way over to chapala it's like little towns that are kind of like along the same road so it's it's having a lot of course in miracles neighbors and uh it's been a lot of fun for me i can just go out to the mall and run into all my Course in Miracles friends, uh, have a cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) And and there's a huge audience for A Course in Miracles in Mexico. Yeah, I think so. I would say that the place that you mentioned where James Swyman and I are living, it's the second largest expatriate uh, kind of uh, collection. And San Miguel is very well known. I think that's the first largest. But uh, so 
so there are people, a lot of Americans, Canadians, Europeans, uh, that, that are either buying houses or renting. And so it's, it's quite nice to be able to just go out and about and, and constantly be running into people that are really focused on living the course and, and going much deeper with it and practicing it. So it's, yeah, it's been kind of charming. Now, believe it or not, we're we, we're wrapping up here. <laughs> it's gone very wow. Quickly. It's gone fast. <laughs> I know. And um, but I'd like to n- let people know, David, where they can go to sign up for your newsletter, to learn more about the community, to learn about the events that you're doing, so they can see when they could come and join you. Yeah, the our main website is Living Miracles. Org, and then there is a, a, a coming events page, a circle of support page and coming events. And, and so probably uh, with the time of the airing of this show, right after that, there's going to be a couple online retreats that will just be this month in January, weekend retreats, uh, 19th, 20th, 21st, and then 26th, 27th, 28th, and and those will kind of have an international flavor. The first one is going to be uh, uh, Spanish-speaking. So we'll have Spanish translators. We'll probably have a lot of people from Mexico and Latin America, South America involved. And then the next one, the, the third week, uh, weekend there in a row, that's the 26th, 27th, 28th, we're going to do Portuguese. So we'll have a lot from Brazil and Portugal. So wow. that's what's coming up. We're, it's, it's a nice kind of international flavor. That's so great. I love to hear that. So many people around the world looking for those resources. It's wonderful. And I look forward to coming down there myself at some point. I know. I'm going to see you in February. We're going to be in San Francisco in late February for the Course of Miracles conference there. And uh, that's... going to be a lot of fun. It's like a big Course Miracles party. And I'd like to let people know that uh, the um, we still, Power of Love Ministry still has tickets. We bought tickets and we bought them at the low rate. So they're only $4.99. We're also doing payment plans for people who really want to go but need a payment plan in order to do it. And uh, if you go to jenniferhadley.com and uh, on the events page or you go to acim.news, acim.news, you can learn about those tickets and uh, purchase one from us at a at a substantial discount because the price has gone up quite a bit since then. And we'll see you in February along with David and uh, myself and many other Course Course of Miracles students slash teachers, John Mundy and uh, uh, Regina Don Akers and Lisa Natoli and Bill Free and I think Jimmy Twyman's going to be there too. I think so. I think mm-hmm. so. Unless he has a cruise, he's got so many things going on. <laughs> going on, yeah. <laughs> he's a busy beaver. Well, uh, I am going to say a prayer to close us out, and uh, so I'm going to invite everyone to, if you feel moved, place your hand on your heart. I like to do that and remind myself I'm wholeheartedly available for the Holy Spirit to speak to me and through me. So grateful and so thankful to join together with David and everyone listening and to remember the truth that sets us free. So grateful to allow ourselves to be guided by the Spirit, to recognize that we are perfect, that we're already as holy as holy can be, and that we live in the peace of God. It's our true identity. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. We let it be. We know it's done. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Amen. Thank you, David. Uh, thank you, Jennifer. Always such a joy talking Indeed. to you. Yes. You don't miss a beat. It flies by. <laughs> so fast. I know. I know. More to come in, in San Francisco. Yeah, up in Holiday Inn. We'll see you there. <laughs> yes. Mwah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. 